0: Good morning. It is Friday, March 1st. Congratulations. You made it. Give yourself a pat on the back. It is seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 W I B C. So Donald Trump, he arrived at the Southern border yesterday, the same day that Joe Biden decided to make a visit since leaving office. Over 7 million immigrants have entered into the country illegally due in part to Joe Biden's administration. So President Biden, he went to Brownsville, which is ranked 29th for the the most trafficked town by illegal border crossings. Donald Trump, meanwhile, he set a competing visit before Joe Biden, and he went to Eagle Pass, Texas, which is one of the most heavily tracked towns in the country.
1: Nice weather, beautiful day, but a very <laughs> dangerous border.
0: We're <laughs> going to take care of it. Thank you. Do you have any <laughs> any legislation ideas? So that's Donald Trump arriving at the border. Of course, this is a very unpopular issue for Joe Biden. 26% of Americans, only 26% support how he's handling the border.
1: I can't tell you how much I love that he started out with nice weather, beautiful day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're here. You're, that's such a Trump thing to do. Like, you're here because there is a mass crisis at the southern border, and Trump's first observation is, hey, the sun is shining. are we all lucky? It is fascinating how bad the border is because poll after poll shows that the border is now the number one issue for many Americans. Mm-hmm. And think how bad, given the price of what everything is and what inflation is and, and you know just how the impact that's having on people, think how bad something has to be to bounce inflation as the number one issue for someone. And yet we have now seen in multiple polls that the border is really that bad.
0: I think I've got the next step for Donald Trump. Oh, how exciting. Because he said he was going to go to the border, and then Joe Biden went. So Joe Biden was in a no-win situation right there. Because if Joe Biden didn't go to the border, Trump won. And no matter where he went... Trump won because he was being reactive. So now Donald Trump needs to go to the grocery store (laughs) and lay out a box of eggs. And this is what they cost when he was president. And now this is what they cost under Joe Biden.
1: Remember when George, this was old man Bush, remember when H.W. Bush was president and a big part people at the time gave credit to his defeat was he went to a grocery store. And he could like he appeared totally immune to the idea of what a what a checkout the counter was, Mm -hmm. like how the thing worked, that the things would scan in and how all the and people were like, dude, you're totally out of touch with the regular person who obviously goes to the grocery store every single day. Yeah. I think Trump should challenge Biden to go shopping at a grocery store. Like, could there is no way if you challenge Joe Biden right now? that he could drive I'm confident even though Trump probably has not driven himself in many years he could actually drive an automobile like sure. you said to Trump you have to drive yourself now could he navigate interstate 70 in an effective manner P- maybe not but Trump could probably drive himself around a small town and and you know execute basing, basic driving abilities Trump should challenge Biden <laughs> to, to, they start from the same location. Mm-hmm. They both drive to a local grocery store. Just pick some obscure town in a swing state that has a local grocery store. Sure. Drive to the grocery store and
0: shop. And Give s- them a grocery y- list. Yes,
1: and say so you have to buy these things, and then not only get you know get them get them in the cart, mm-hmm. get them to the cash register. We'll let someone else scan them because that is still a thing many people do. Not everybody uses a self-checkout. But so
0: they have to get in line.
1: And he has to, yeah, and then pay for it. Right. You can pay cash, you can pay a credit card, and then get the groceries back into your car and drive home and see <laughs> how long it takes each of them to complete this task if Biden could even do it. I'm not confident, Casey. Let's say you gave Biden 10 things on a grocery. Let's not make it super difficult. You don't need a cart full of stuff. I'm not sure if you gave Biden 10 items that he could actually pull that off.
0: He couldn't find his way around the grocery no store way. to know where these things no are. Way. I think The big problem with this scenario is that Joe Biden's going to ask for cash back <laughs> <laughs> if he even knows that that is an option. But that's what you could do now if you really wanted to compare and contrast different things and that was on full display yesterday where you had joe biden talking about climate crisis and then donald trump is talking about lincoln riley and we mentioned it yesterday this is going to be a split screen a side by side who do you want this is what it looks like and yep here it is the idea there's no such thing as climate change i love that man I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Well, my administration is going to keep building on the progress we've made fighting climate crisis, and we're going to keep help folks rebuild themselves.
1: Just one week ago, a beautiful 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked, almost unrecognizable, while she was out on her morning run. She was a morning run, she was doing a... Herself in shape. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a great person, best nursing student there was. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped, and savagely murdered. The monster that charged uh, charge in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary. OK, you hate, you hate, hate, hate that it's issues like this that alert the, or it takes issues like this to alert the public to what's going on. And you hate to even say, look, this is a made for issue for Trump because someone died. I mean, the, the, someone's life was cut short and that shouldn't be politicized. But I don't think looking at epic failures, I mean, clear epic failures, more than three million people illegally entered the country last year. Mm -hmm. There are cities set up that protect people who illegally enter the country, which is how this guy was able to get arrested and still end up in Georgia to kill this woman. So I don't think you're politicizing something. If you're looking at this going, this is simply unacceptable that you have First of all, that you have three million people, it can be stopped. Trump had three hundred thousand his first year, so it can be done if we mm-hmm. put our minds to it. But you, you, you just you hate that it takes things like this for the people to wake up and go, man, it really is out of control. These sanctuary cities really are unacceptable. Like, why did it have to get this bad? Why did it have to go on this long before people start looking at these looking at what's going on down there and you're right Casey mm-hmm. the just the clear contrast where this idiot goes to the southern border and he's talking about
0: climate change? Right. It's that's it, gross, right? He goes down there and he is talking about climate change. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. He comes to the border. He's allowed murderers into America and his priority is to promote climate change. You know, his press secretary, and one other thing about that that I wanted to point out, it does um, acknowledge the fact that Donald Trump has talked to Lincoln Riley's family. Right. Joe Biden has not mentioned her at all, and they had her vigil yesterday.
1: Here's the other really interesting thing about this is, I don't know, this shit may have sailed on Biden being able to get any political benefit out of this. But let's say last year, Biden had come out. Let's just say middle of last year when, you know, the numbers were kind of starting to come in and people were seeing what was going on. And Biden says, "Okay, look, uh, this is totally out of control. We can't get any action from the bipartisan government. And so I'm going to do this on my own of my own volition. I am going to be the person who's going to step in and I am going to shut this off Biden, even though he caused the problem, Mm -hmm. could have actually gotten credit for solving the problem he had caused because the American people have an attention span of a gnat and are so generally apathetic with the media covering for him, which, you know, they would have. They would have said, oh, look at how Biden shut down the southern border, that he would have actually gotten credit for fixing the issue that he caused. But it's so far gone now. It's too late. Yeah, it's totally too late now. But that's the crazy thing is he actually, had he acted a year, year and a half ago, he might have been able to actually get credit for the
0: thing that he created. Well, and that's what he's trying to do now. Of course, uh, we're going to share it with you later in the show where he was talking to Donald Trump and he said, join me or I'll join you. That's three years now. Your message is way yeah. too late. But another thing that you definitely noticed when you saw video clips of the two, you had Biden, who looked very fragile, shuffling along, looked like he needed to be directed on where to go. And then Donald Trump shaking hands with all of the, uh, you know, border security and all of the officers looking much more in command. It is 17 minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A little warning as you head into the weekend, female psychopaths tend to use words rather than violence. 21 After 9 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob, there's a new study out that says female psychopaths are surprisingly more common than originally thought.
1: Yeah, that seems 100%
0: accurate, Casey. Go on, <laughs> tell me more. Uh, okay, well, they uh, generally attribute uh, psych uh, psychopath characteristics to men uh-huh. rather than women. Yeah, no but, way. Uh, there no way.
1: Are- <laughs> no
0: now, you don't I'm glad think you're so? saying I'm
1: glad you're saying this, Casey. Mm-hmm. Because I would get in big ter- if I were saying the same things look, if I were saying the same things you're saying right now, which many men have known for years, I would get in big trouble. But you have immunity to What's say a, It's a study. It doesn't matter. If I said it, I would get in trouble. Men have known this for years. Kev is laughing because he knows, and you're you have the freedom to say this with absolute immunity from any sort of repercussion and backlash, so go on, read the whole story.
0: Okay, so when females display some of their key traits Uh associated with being a psychopath, they include Mm -hmm. being insincere, deceitful, Uh antagonistic, Uh unempathetic, and lacking in emotional depth.
1: Sounds like my entire dating career during my 20s, Mm -hmm, Casey. Go mm -hmm. on. (laughs) Uh,
0: Many times, people will note these characteristics of women but they will not label them as psychopaths because that is a label that is reserved for men.
1: Thank you, boy. It's almost
0: like Uh I knew
1: exactly what was going on.
0: Women use different techniques to create a good impression like (laughs) deceit, being sexually seductive, and they do this to gain social and financial advantages more so than men psychopaths. Okay, so... uh, Yikes. uh, um,
1: You know... what, we've told this many times, you know, when I uh, I spent many many years, It is no longer there anymore. But there was a bar in Broad Ripple called Chumleys, mm-hmm. and Chumleys was cool because it had an, a street view. It had an open you know portion to it where you could literally just sit. You were basically on the sidewalk as people would walk past, and uh, many of my now life and worldviews were shaped sitting at Chumley's, sitting at Chumley's well, between sure. the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's where we came up with the infamous theory of two, which right. ca- you guys can back me up on this. That is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely no one has been able to refute the theory of two, which is, for those of you who are new, uh, every person, um, if you are a person who notices people's appearances, sure ha- you could number them between a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. ten being the most gorgeous person in the world, one being, you know, uh, looked like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and every person that you see together, if they're in a six, I don't know if there's a, what, Don Ricketts? I mean, yeah. who would you prefer? <laughs> and and that uh, that every person has that, a, a number based on their appearance between one and 10. Mm-hmm. And if a person is not within two of their number, generally men being ahead of the women, then... There's something amiss, and this is probably uh, financial stability or something else in question. Type You of might re- be dealing with a re- the psychopath, re- well, then. Well, okay. So, my point on all this, one of the things that we we put together, one brilliant observation we had over the years, was how much easier it is to be a woman in the dating-slash-relationship world because women hold all of the cards, I mean, let's face it, there's things men want and need, Mm -hmm. and this is a family-oriented program, so I won't go into detail, but there's things men want and need Mm -hmm. far more than women do in many cases, Mm -hmm. and as such, men, and it's not even really their own fault, it's some sort of um, brain trauma (laughs) that women are able to inflict on them without them even knowing. (laughs) Men are willing to put up with so much crap Mm -hmm. from women Mm -hmm. that they would never I mean ever tolerate if it were a man or if the roles were reversed, but because women hold all of the cards, they're able to get away with, as you're now pointing out, literally psychopathic behavior, and men are just supposed to sit there and take
0: it. Um, No, I think that there's a lot of men that... Kurt
1: Darling is laughing because he knows it's true. They don't
0: know how to communicate their needs. No, you're
1: literally doing a story, Casey, about how there there are a giant amount of women who are psychopaths, and they're able to get away with it. And I'm telling you why they're able to get away with this, why they're never held to account. I'm not saying it's not men's fault. It is 150% men's fault. We are not willing to stand up for ourselves because there is this thing Mm -hmm. that we desire that we have zero self-control on, and we are not willing to force Women to behave in a manner or show society the respect that we deserve because that thing, the draw to that thing, is an overwhelming compulsion for most men. And you are now pointing out right here the theory that I came up with (laughs) some 15 years ago. Sitting on the street view at Chumleys, uh-huh. which is that women are able to get away with literally psychopathic behavior because the draw to this thing is so strong for men.
0: So this doctor that did this study, he said that there has been gender bias, which is likely playing a role in underreporting of female psychopaths. Oh well. <laughs> and that society has ignored the perceived male traits when they are displayed by women. <laughs> He said the real ratio of male to female psychopaths may be roughly 1.2 to one, which is actually five times higher than what was previously reported.
1: You know, it is amazing to me when I see the. I mean, this was 15, this study's bogus. This was Fifteen years this ago, this is all malarkey. I I look back on my youth, and I, it is amazing that I went so long being so bad at my own relationships because I was so good at observing other people's relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, uh, Man, uh, the prosecution rests, Your Honor.
0: (laughs) They say that most people look at females and they automatically assume that they're going to be honest, caring, and concerned with issues. Uh Uh-huh. And that's yeah. not true. No,
1: it's fine. I don't Thank know. Thank you.
0: This, uh, the, we're, we're, you're, you're, well, I just need to point out yes. one thing. Yeah. You're the one who found this study and wanted us to talk about it. <laughs> Where did you find it? Hmm. Think about that. We've got the news on the way and also information about who is going to be doing the Republican response to the State of the Union address coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I don't mind. Well, she's the youngest me. Republican woman ever elected to the Senate and she has now been tasked with giving the Republican response to Joe Biden's State of the Union address which is coming up on March 7th and her name is Senator Katie Britt. And uh She's been endorsed by Donald Trump. She was sworn into office last year. She was also the first woman elected to the Senate from the state of Alabama.
1: So giving the response to the state of the union used to kind of be like a a launching pad for whoever got to do that. And remember like it was Rubio one year and he got lambasted because of the way he drank water and usually it's always and the Democrats is some same way it's always some usually is some up and comer that they want to focus the society to focus on or here's the future of the party or whatever um, obviously she's young mm-hmm. by Senate standards she's a woman and she's from a southern state so she checks kind of a lot of boxes that might be appealing to the Republicans. I wonder, though, in the modern era, where civic engagement is at an all-time low, mm-hmm. and other than if you're going to sit through to see if Biden can even make it through the speech, yeah, are you really going to stick around to see the response, the
0: response to the speech from her? Uh, I think it's really interesting, the juxtaposition there of you know Mitch McConnell announcing that he's retiring and the very next day they announced that katie Britt is going to be giving the response so is this the republican party's way of saying hey we're still moving forward we're putting this young mom she has school age kids out in front and center they say that she is still fighting to preserve the american dream for the next generation so is this their way of saying you know what We're moving on. This is what the future of the party is.
1: Well, it also doesn't hurt. I mean, she doesn't look like Rosie O'Donnell. So, you know, I mean, she's going to be somewhat appealing visually to people to to see. If I were the Republicans, here's what I would do. And I I know this would never, ever, ever happen. But you know, you know that speech is going to be one. The content of it, even if he could read it, is going to be just ridiculous and two, you know he's going to be Joe Biden throughout this speech on multiple occasions and do Biden things. I would find the best conservative comedian that I possibly could <laughs> and say so you will give the response to the State of the Union. <laughs>
0: that that would get more attention. It would.
1: It totally would. Because let's, let's face it. Outside of the people who are super into politics, nobody's going to care that Katie Britt is giving this uh, you know, response to the State of the Union. Nobody's going to engage in that. It's not like the public's going to be captive. There's nothing against her. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, if you stop the average person on the street and said, who is Katie Britt and what does she do? They, they wouldn't might, know. They might guess she's an actress or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're not going to get anybody who's going to tune in for that. But if you had some high-profile comedian or Even if you had Trump give it, people would actually engage and I just uh, it's it's obviously good for her political career, but I just don't think it moves the needle for any shape, form or fashion.
0: Yeah, you said, you know, nobody cares about this. Obviously, she cares about it. And you had mentioned she's she's an attractive woman, but she's not overly attractive. Well, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's a solid Broad Ripple seven. I mean, she's fine. I mean, it's not out of this world great, but I mean, by Senate standards, mm-hmm. I mean, it's she's, I mean, what, what, what are the, who are the, what, like, who are we comparing them to? Uh, I'm trying to think of women senators off the top of my uh, top of my head. Oh, uh, uh, Lion Warren, Chief Lion Warren. I mean, compare her to Elizabeth Warren. I mean, come on. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fine choice. It's not bad. It's like, oh, I can't believe they did that. But it's just not going to excite anyone. It's not going to bring anybody to the table. It's not – people are not going to be captivated to watch her response to the State of the Union because nobody's going to be watching the State of the Union, period, because Joe Biden can't
0: speak. Well, I – Got to wonder what kind of medication they're going to put him on so that he can get through it. And will it be the shortest State of the Union address ever, just so that he can complete it?
1: Casey, have you ever, this is the only thing I could think that I could compare this to, because you've had a public speaking career and you've been in front of audiences. And have you ever been at an event and had too much to drink (laughs) and then had to, like, give a speech? And then speak? Like, where you were, I don't know what they, not like deliberately, like you're, you know, passed out on a floor, but... Man, I should not have had that extra glass of wine and it now was I have to broadcast. I have to get up in front <laughs> I have to get up in front of these people. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. But that's probably what it feels like.
0: That for- almost happened to you at our last <laughs> night with WIBC.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh this was totally Hammer's fault. And boy, didn't I recover wonderfully? You did. So I don't know if we told this story. I don't think we did. This is um compl- <laughs> this is completely hammer's fault. Um, uh-huh. we did that. Thunderbeers game before, which I didn't know we were going to do before we went out to do our night with WIBC, and then before that, I I might have somebody might have brought me drinks before that (laughs)
0: somebody, and you couldn't say no, you were forced. Well, in the the
1: bro code, I would have been a total wimp if I had you know declined to participate in Thunderbeers, (laughs) and we got done with it, and our boss David Wood is like, "All right, it's time to go out on the stage." I was like, "Oh crap, we're after cats." I drank. Uh I don't know, at least at least three bottles of water in 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, you did. At least. And then you kept disappearing to the bathroom. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> like, like, what I'm, is going I'm... on? Is he really that nervous?
1: And in fairness, Casey, did <laughs> no I not go way. out there and do 100% professional?
0: Yeah, you you, you were fantastic. You nailed it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: how, however, I, what I'm saying is that's probably <laughs> the way it feels anytime these, these people who are Joe Biden's handlers, he gives us a speech. It's like the equivalent of a, like a person who's had too much to
0: drink. Yeah, you got to wonder, is he going to make it through?
1: You know, on a good day, they might be able to, you know, do it and swipe your brow as you go to the back and go, whoo, we got through that. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you do it long enough, it's, it's, and this is why every time he goes out there, now yes. he's going to be out there for like an hour.
0: Well, that's why I'm wondering, do you think he'll really do an hour long I don't speech? know. It I, could be the shortest State of the Union address that is, ever.
1: That is fascinating because how long do you think he can read from a teleprompter, which is not knocking him from reading from a teleprompter, everybody reads from a prompter on, on these sort of things and that's fine, but he can't do it. He's like, I'm Ron Burgundy, question mark. (laughs) There's no way he can get through an hour without doing something completely ridiculous.
0: You stay classy, United (laughs) States of America. Uh, Well, Katie Britt on the response. Uh, I think this part is... I've never seen this before, they're putting videos out promoting that she is going to be the response for the State of the Union. It's so odd. It's like a campaign video. Yeah, but that's so 30 odd. second edited commercial. Well, but again, like promoting the, Katie Britt March 7th. Why wouldn't they let Tucker Carlson,
1: if you're going to do that, get somebody big. Get somebody worth it. Like, can you imagine if they, had, like, let's say they went to Tucker Carlson and they could convince Tucker Carlson to give the response to the State of the Union. People would be fascinated by that Mm -hmm. just because what is he gonna say because traditionally the you know the response the state of the union is we disagree on this policy we disagree on this this is why it's harming people it's boring it's boring political minutiae but if it were somebody like tucker carlson or alex jones i mean why not
0: yeah. People would that tune would get in and attention. they would watch it. Well, she says the Republican Party is the party of hardworking parents and families, and that she's looking forward to bringing this response front and center on March 7th. The most important things in life are faith family and freedom every day that joe biden is president we are weaker and more vulnerable we have got to find a way to get to a balanced budget we must seal and secure our border this country was built on freedoms and liberty we have to fight to protect that
1: yeah, but the problem is her party isn't for most of those things anymore either. I mean, how many times have we seen these Senate Republicans line up with Biden on a host of issues? Mm-hmm. There's no moral high ground with the, with the Senate Republicans.
0: Well, that guy's leaving, though. Mitch McConnell was the you know leader of doing that, yeah, and the leader in the, with Joe Biden. Yeah, but
1: the leader in the clubhouse is his hand-picked successor, which is John Thune, who was the identical age that Mitch McConnell was when he became the leader in the Senate. Nothing's going to change over there. It's not like Mike Lee or Rand Paul is going to get control of the, the Senate Republicans. Nothing's going to change. The audacity of these people, Casey, the audacity of these people mm-hmm. to act as though they are the torchbearers for liberty. And she said something about a balanced budget.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's her goal, perhaps. (laughs) It hasn't been the goal of the party, clearly. I just, the whole video of her, it looks like a campaign ad, but it's produced better than anything that the Biden uh, administration has put out of him.
1: Well, I mean, look, look at her and look at him. I mean, come on. It's like if they did a video for our show and they did one of you and they did one of me, mm-hmm. it wouldn't even be close. People would be like, oh, my gosh, Casey's looks so much better than Rob's.
0: You're a more visually appealing person. I would demand better lighting. <laughs> nope, nope, we're starting again. You are listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Seven hundred. This is amazing. Good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. So caregivers at Ascension Saint Vincent Hospital, they're celebrating after performing heart transplants on seven hundred Hoosiers. That's amazing. I know. Can you imagine? But, we we were talking recently about uh, Scott Pollard and his heart transplant and For,
1: former pacer. yes. Yeah. Yep. Scott, Scott Pollard, who was on the uh, probably best known, he was on the Pacers in the uh, malice malice in the past. So mid mid two thousands he was on the Pacers yeah
0: and uh, they just sent out an update on his condition did you happen to see that Uh,
1: the last thing I saw he was up he was walking around he was waving to people and was doing pretty well was the last update that I had seen uh, on Scott Pollard
0: they uh, they just sent out a video yesterday and I thought this was absolutely incredible and I don't know what what hospital he was in if he was in Ascension St Vincent but I still think this is amazing. They said uh, this is—he uh, made it 13 days post heart transplant, and he got to ring the bell. And he appears to be dancing and shouting even. He's walking down the hall. No IV, fully dressed. 13 days later. What song should I play? (laughs) I'm just gonna yell it. I'm getting out! Well, that's yeah. him celebrating getting discharged from the hospital. Yeah,
1: that's that's amazing. And Scott's a super good dude. He's obviously been on this station many, many times. And uh, I've interviewed him multiple times. A really, really good guy. And uh, we talked about this when he was going kind of through this whole thing. One of the issues that Scott Pollard had was he's a giant. The guy is like almost seven feet tall. So you could not take one of our hearts and give it to him. hmm because that wouldn't it wouldn't pump enough blood. It doesn't work the right way. And so the major issue they had with Scott was finding
0: a heart big enough to do that.
1: You needed a guy that's like I don't know what the exact specifications were, but you would need a guy that's you know six seven six eight whatever to pass away. And so, um, isn't it amazing? the advancements in modern medicine where you're talking about 700 people Mm -hmm. who otherwise in all likelihood would no longer be with us. And I, you know, who knows to this day, how many of them are still alive, obviously, or what sort of lives they're living. But I would tend to guess that many of them are alive and functioning and living highly productive existences. And that is all something that even probably, you know, I don't know, 50 years ago, simply not happening.
0: Sure, absolutely. Now, I know it is March 1st, but February is American Heart Month. And of course, the uh, people at Ascension St. Vincent saying, hey, prior to prioritize your heart health, schedule a checkup with your healthcare provider, stay up to date in all your regular screenings. But that is truly a nod to the incredible just advancements yeah. that have been made in medicine. When I just saw a week ago, that video of Scott walking in the hospital and he had all the IVs in him, and I think I counted at one time, there were just like 12 different, yeah. I don't even know what they call them, columns of medicine that was being pumped into him for various different things and then now 13 days later of having a new heart transplanted into his body and he's leaving the yeah. hospital that's it's just incredible it,
1: it really is doctor frankenstein type of stuff and obviously very positive and it, you know thank god that you know medicine is advanced to where people can do this stuff now but my goodness we've come so far casey and it's great that he's doing well and mm-hmm. he's a good dude and hopefully he'll be back on the station sometime soon to talk about it all
0: yeah that would be great if we could uh, talk to him about that whole experience uh, okay so an update you remember the submersible that titan that exploded and just caught everybody's attention throughout the world. So this right? was
1: last year, mm-hmm. the, these people had paid an exorbitant amount of money to be on this little, whatever you want to call it, submarine mm-hmm. or whatever the term is to go down to view the Titanic. And of course the thing disappeared. And nobody knew where it was. And all of these governments got involved in trying to look for it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of became. And then there was some moment where it was like, hey, we think we hear an echo and Mm -hmm. maybe it could be here. And people were kind of like, I don't know, man. And then ultimately, I think they concluded the thing just totally capsized on itself. And the people were killed instantaneously. And that whole time they were looking for it, they were already long gone.
0: Well, it was late in the second day of their searching that those noises the banging emerged and that's when they kind of stepped up the search oh well wait maybe it's not maybe it didn't explode or maybe they're still alive we don't know and that's why they continue searching even more well the audio of that banging sound Mm -hmm. has now been released in a new document a new documentary and this is what it sounds like late in day two cnn reports that the canadians heard banging noises at 30 minute intervals from under the ocean and that changed everything this is the sound that was heard
1: sounds like it could be somebody knocking the symmetry between those knocking is very unusual It's rhythmic, it's like somebody is making that sound. And the fact that it's repeated is is really unusual. Did they ever determine what it was?
0: The sound? Yeah. Well, it's in the documentary. You have to watch it. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's uh, what they where, want you to do. Where
1: is this going to be airing?
0: It's it's going to be airing on ITV. Oh, uh,
1: I don't think I get that one.
0: Probably not. IT, ITN. ITN Productions. I don't think I get
1: that either. I mean, it's so like maybe in a few months it'll be on Netflix or something. Yeah, and I can...
0: probably. You'll be able to get it, right?
1: I, th- look, can you think of a worse way? I mean, it, it sounds like... That these people all died instantaneously and didn't know anything was happening and then they were just gone. Yeah. But but can you think of, I mean, like just a worse way to go than in a submarine down near the bottom of the ocean? And I mean, just my goodness.
0: Well, at least that's a quick way. Well, actually, that's... yes, I can think of worse ways to go <laughs> well, than going in a matter of milliseconds
1: that's the, okay so that's that's the other part of it you make a good point they did go instantaneously mm-hmm. which is probably way better than because there were time that people thought well what if the submarine got stuck what if it was you know you know hanging on to something down there and couldn't get free can you imagine the panic that would be taking place then look that whole thing was a was a was a disaster and when you start to hear how that thing was assembled and they were running with like video game controllers mm-hmm. i mean my goodness i cannot believe that thing was allowed to to go down there and do that i mean just, and
0: who signed you know why would you sign up for something well, why like would you that? go
1: yeah why would you go anyway you know what the titanic just leave it alone Just leave it alone and leave those people alone. You've been down there a gajillion times. Mm -hmm. That thing's been disrupted countless times. You know, part of the stuff has already come back up. Just leave it alone.
0: Well, that just also shows you these people, they're so rich and they think they have no mortality, right? Yeah, you're right. That money can buy them uh, everlasting life. Not true. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WYBC.